DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. A reminder, Top 60 and 60 is back in the Zone Sports Network. Listen every day at 1.30 as Hans and Scotty announce another member of the Top 60 players in the state of Utah as we count you down to the start of the college football season. It's the Top 60 and 60 presented by Cypress Credit Union and Icon Health and Fitness here on the Zone Sports Network. That's dated. Next year we're going to do the highest 60 paid college players. They'll do theirs and then we'll add that one in. Nice. (laughs) Who should be paid the most? Yach will just have uh, theme songs for it, and they'll just all be about money. Yeah, and then we'll get the coach's comments. Well, yeah, man, he's a great marketer. And- <laughs> <laughs> I was shocked by this guy's ability to cash in, but he's he's got a nose for the ball on defense and a nose for cash off the field. Yeah, Show me the money! That's what it's going to be, man. Who's, if you go to your college and your college goes 1-10 in 10 and you make $250,000, who gives a crap? <laughs> So we've been talking about this during the 7 o'clock hour. Name, image, and likeness. July 1st. New rules. Today's July so 1st. You went NIL. It's Here we are. NLI. I'm all confused. Name, image, and likeness. Right. You went NIL. Just go with the soccer term. Nil. And now N-I-L. they're going N- But before it was NLI. This wasn't so an confused. issue in my mind 90 minutes ago. But now. I'm going to be all screwed up. You're introducing <laughs> doubt and confusion into just, my brain. Just I was doing fine. Pay just cash. They're getting cash. See, there's Yock. He's got a movie clip. He's got a song. Keep them coming, Yock. There's more. So we got a lot of reaction flowing in on Twitter. Of people, you know, how is this going to go? What is going to change? Uh, this guy at SLC Bass, in the short term, the stars from the Blue Bloods will make a lot of money, even more than they were making under the table. Long term, the divide of the haves and the have-nots is just going to get larger. Well, it's going to get larger either way. How's that changing? I, I, I really struggle to see any difference outside of kids, a few select kids, having money. Money! I'm, I'm not sure I see a big difference. I think there's going to be a way for it to be more than a few select kids at the biggest, richest schools. At our schools, I can see why you say, you know, BYU, Utah, Utah State, Wasatch Front here. I can see why you say a few select kids. I'm talking about I get money that. that makes it. $10,000 doesn't make a difference. What will make a difference in recruiting? Because that will be the number that people will go for. You get like fifty grand a year. So is Oregon or USC? They're seen as the big money teams in the Pac-12. Are they going to pay enough to change anything? Or they're already they beating need? everybody yeah. for everybody anyway. So you go to so the two schools that are already doing what it. Is that the, doesn't change anything. What is the break for the fat past few decades? And looks like the break going forward is the limit on scholarships. Once they get their 25, they're done. If they get the wrong guys, if the guys leave early, if the guys get hurt, all the stuff that can happen, it keeps them off the field. Well, they can cut guys. I mean, oh, they already do, right? Yeah. The transfer rules are just an accelerated trend that was already there. Guys who aren't good enough, I want to play. We used to joke every Maybe that's night on thing. senior night with the Utes in basketball. They'd honor yep. the seniors, and then we would say, let's come back in a month and, and honor, honor the, the guys sophomores who were going to get run off. Because yeah. you knew who he was going to run off every single year. 
And they and the players used to they would tell me getting that dreaded call to come down and see him. That's like turn in your playbook uh, around uh, in, in August in the NFL, and they would make that long walk on the concourse to his office, and it would be a sad thing because they were going to get run. I mean, there was one time he wanted a scholarship. Remember the year that uh, they lost in this building to BYU in a conference tournament by like 30? Yeah. And then he makes the ski team comment. Yeah. Well, there was a kid down from Hurricane that he wanted to run off. And they lost by 30, and he was the one kid in the entire rosters for both teams who didn't play. He was gone. He was going to cut him. Gone. So what's changing there? Junior says big schools and big donors will still be getting most of the big talent. I honestly don't think it will change the local schools much. I don't either. And by local schools, that's nationally. Whatever local you're in. So it's not going to matter to the middle of the pack. But if it matters to the top of the pack, they're already the top of the pack. (laughs) So how does it matter? So all that changes then is the money isn't under the table, and it flows a little more freely. That's a change. I think there's going to be some negative consequences, too. We had people already say, team chemistry. There's going to be more jealousy. That guy's getting paid, and I'm not. Well, then go out and be better. Maybe it motivates you to be better. I, I do think there's an opportunity, and this is what I'm, maybe this is what I'm hoping for, for local guys to start building your brand in high school. Totally doable. That may not sound right to some of you people. I'm 100% on board with that. I think without question, that is a possibility. Now, how good people are at cashing in on that, I don't know. But it's there. It's there for the taking if you can do it. In this community, our local uh, newspaper websites, uh, you guys, well, I guess it's you guys, Dave Fox and Lemma and Frank and Tony. I mean, you guys do a, not you, but they do a great job on the high school stuff. I mean, they're way in it. You can tell Fox is having the time of his life. He is. I mean, he just it's absolutely a, loves doing it. It's a lot right? of it's a lot yeah. of work. I don't think people understand the work he's spending in the offseason to line up games and get people to move games to Thursdays. Right. doing two games a week. And I think it works out to with the playoffs. There's some three weeks at the end. So I, I don't know what the package is exactly. 29, 30 games, somewhere in there. So it's great stuff. Right. And you tell all those guys that I just named love doing it. To them, it might as well be the Fiesta Bowl or what have you. Yeah. I mean, they put so much energy. They love doing it. Monday Night Football. And, and Yeah, and they build these kids up. And, and, you know, some of them get to go on to bigger and better things, but the majority of them, that's it. Right. And so interview these kids. If, if I'm parents or coaches, I'm telling these kids, show a bunch of personality, man, because you could start right uh, the, now. And the kids are already doing it. They've got at it. 16 years old. They're doing the introductions and the little player card things. And, and Dave would know the name of the player. I can't. I think it was a Harriman High kid about three years ago. And he did something goofy in his introduction. And, and Dave knew it was coming because Adam and Jake were going out and shooting him on Monday. So they knew it was happening. But I don't think the other guys on the broadcast knew. I think he surprised him with the first one. And the personality made everybody laugh. And right away, it's what you always talk about, separation. How do you stand out from the crowd? And the other high school players were watching because in the ensuing weeks, they were all doing the same thing. And if you're good enough, and then if you stay local, you can have a leg up 
and people will know you. So I'm, I'm probably hoping more than thinking that it helps keep the kids home because the reality is here. Uh, these Too many good kids. Ki- these are kids leaving. go off to Oregon. It does nothing for me. I, I want to see these star kids stay here and build it up. And so maybe that can help them. And they get. And if you got somebody who's on, now we're talking about a select few here. I mean, this is not that many kids, but the, the the ones that seem to leave seem to be difference makers. And we'll see what this that's dark kid Oregon, does down at SC now as the quarterback. Yeah, that's all Oregon can be bothered with is the difference makers. <laughs> there's, <laughs> a, not, there's a lot to be said for that. They're yeah. not looking for role guys. Their role guys right. will be, we're trying to get a difference maker and we missed by a little bit. If we hit, we get a difference maker. If we miss by a little bit, we get a solid role guy. And if we miss by a lot, we get the guy who we're going to tell to transfer, and he'll want to transfer anyway because he's not going to play. Yeah. I mean, if anything's changed since the Majerus era, it's that kids want to play so much that if they're not playing, they're willing to transfer, and I don't know if they have to be forced out the way they had to. They used I to agree with that. The, the, yeah. There's a little more willingness well, on a part Nikola of the player. Nikola wasn't forced out at Washington. Right. Yeah. And he wanted to be with his brother and uh, there, uh, with some family thing, I guess. I'm not sure the whole details. But he wanted to be down there. And then Samson goes down there. And so now they're going to finish out, for Samson anyway, uh, Puka's still got at least a couple years because uh, last year didn't count and all that stuff. So, yeah, I think that that's the case. But I'm hoping that it keeps – that the keeps more kids in state last week the devils they need a quarterback right they they got they got to go recruit one they've got a big hole uh they haven't recruited one for a couple years and so there's a local kid from the east valley right and he'd committed to florida state but then some img kid committed to florida state so he backed off his commitment uh and so now he's on the market and they're getting all excited he's taking unofficial visits left and right and he's just down the street. Well, what the hell does he do last week? He commits to West Virginia. <laughs> West Virginia? Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. Morgan West Virginia. Town. I mean, I can live with the quarterback from Iowa State. I can live with the quarterback from Oklahoma. I can live with the quarterback from SC. You get that. Yeah. But West Virginia, come on. And those are what? what Phoenix kids. Morgantown. Yeah. You're going to Morgantown from Texas. I'd rather he yeah. go to Allentown. They burn okay, couches but the, for fun over The there. 2021 recruiting class, and this is the one with uh, You didn't Jack. go to 24-7, did you? I did. <laughs> 15. <laughs> Breaking news. You Thank you. website. <laughs> How did we do the show back in the days? <laughs> oh, we did it. We got through it. This is different. Top four kids in the state, three went to Oregon, one went to USC. Top yeah. 12 kids in the state, six in state, six out. And the next three went to Stanford, Oregon State, and Oregon State. And if I'm the Utes and the Cougars and the Aggies and Weber State, I use that as a way to help keep these kids in by saying, guys, you can make cash here because you already have a name here. Because if you're good enough to go to Oregon or Stanford, you already have a name. And I, I'm not a huge high school football follower by any stretch. 
No, but you're casual. I follow and, well, my, my wife works at a high school, so follow that. And they and they are a really good football program. And, and Corner Canyon. Yeah, so I happen. <laughs> but to also, know, you know, know the, the local. There. You know the local coaches and the recruiting stuff, so you hear the yeah. names, and that's how. But they've really got to stand out for me to know you. Right. And so, if I know you, my point is, then there's a whole lot of other people who know you. And, and you're getting identified. All these by, businesses know you. Siegfried and Jensen's going to know who you are. Yeah, and you're getting identified by. The coaches, both college and high school, that's how on the broadcast when they're pumping guys up, they're pumping them up because the coaches told them. And the guys you're reading about at the Trib or D News, you know, the people who are covering high schools for them, same deal. So you're going to get identified if you're 16 and you're really good. Everybody's going to know, and the word is flowing from the experts to the media. My logic makes sense. I just don't know if it's going to happen. Because, because if can, those guys think this is my path to the NFL is going to school X, is Jackson Dart still going to take off for USC? Is Oregon still going to come in and scoop up the top linemen? I don't know, but I think it will. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Tom Holmo's coming up in half an hour. Brian Keel, former BYU and NFL linebacker who went through all of this in the before times will join us next to tell us what it's going to look like for players going forward. Stay with us. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. There are a couple of reasons that I didn't become a doctor. Same reasons you didn't become a paleontologist. Why do you crack a smile and make a joke? I'm just saying like, yeah, there's a couple of reasons I wasn't a lawyer. Number one, the LSAT scared me. Number two, I thought I'd fail miserably. And number three, I didn't think I was smart enough. So yeah, there are just a couple of reasons why I didn't become a lawyer. Can I make a point without you attacking me? I'm not attacking you. Like you've never talked about wanting to be a doctor before. To me, this seems like you were just right on the cusp of going to medical school. And then just these one or two little things came up and made you think, no. I'm not going to do that. Doctor. 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 Can you not attack me? You know, it bugs me when you do that. Doctor. 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 Stop playing that. And doctor. Well, we miss anyone? Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. DJ PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Time to welcome back Brian Keel to the show, former BYU and NFL linebacker. He joins us on the Smart Rain guest line. It's no secret that Utah is in an extreme drought currently, and that's why Smart Rain is a solution for any commercial property concerned about water consumption while managing irrigation. Find out more at smartrain.net. Brian, good morning. Good morning. How y'all doing? Brian, we're doing well. You know, at different times, I had a conversation with Ron Boone where he told me he was born 20 years too early when he saw the money flowing in the NBA. And then Thurl <laughs> Bailey, who was born 20 years later, said, I was born 20 years too early. Are you about to tell us you were born 20 years too early? Uh, that'll, that will always be true. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yep. I think everybody's right when they say that. You're right. It's always true. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. Yes. So you are a local guy. You've always been a local guy. You came up through the ranks and played at Brighton, and you were a great player, played in college, played in the NFL. Uh, What do you think of now with this idea of these kids being able to get paid as far as the local kid being able to cash in? And you've always had a very good personality and very talkative and all that stuff, and you had the talent to back it up. I'm sort of thinking that maybe it helps – kid that colleges keep these better high-end kids that are going running off to Stanford and Oregon or SC or what have you because you could literally start building your brand as a 16 year old 
Am I just maybe hoping and wishing, but there's not some reality there? Put yourself in that position because if you were 16 now and with the talent that you had, this would be you. Yeah, I, I mean, so there's there's so much going on here. I'm, first of all, it's about time, in my opinion. Um, I think it's when you really look at it, just from a, a legal standpoint and from a from a free market freedom standpoint. I mean, it's just ridiculous that it's taken this long. Um, it's just it's kind of a joke that you look at the type of dollars the NCAA is bringing in with commissioners and and you know different top level people, and then and then you got these kids who are creating that value, and and they're you know been told for. 100 years and oh no no you you can't make any money off of off of your talent off of your name off of your own name your own picture you can't make it's just crazy so i I, you know i applaud that they finally that it's finally happening and yeah the the landscape is going to be very different and honestly i i'm interested to see how it shakes out um and and what you just alluded to i i hope that's the case i i don't know that i could confidently say that, that that will be the case um, but I hope that is the case. I hope that it gives schools a, a, another tool in their arsenal to stay competitive with with the, the big boys, if you will, um, in terms of recruiting. And and ho- hopefully, because ultimately, what you want is, is you want you want equality, you want parity. That's what makes the game interesting. If it, if it's a foregone conclusion, who's going to win? It's not as fun. It's not as exciting. Uh, it's not as interesting. So hopefully. There's, this this adds to that parity, and and it, and it makes the game more level, uh, the playing field more level. I, I hope that's the case, and I hope these kids, you know, start to, to cash in. Okay, but we're seeing the elite high school football players in Utah going to Oregon year after year, and USC comes in and gets the quarterback Jackson Dart out of Corner Canyon, and the whole Pac-12's here: Washington State, Oregon State, Stanford, certainly. Are kids still going to have stars in their eyes? Are they going to have a, a – would you have had a business mentality at 16, 17, thinking I'm known here, I can elevate myself even more here, it is literally worth it to me to stay here, and will it change that kind of balance of power with recruiting kids in the state of Utah? Yes, so I, I think that it will help certain positions and certain players to do exactly what you want, to, to be able to maximize – their earning potential and you know if you go across the country to where you're not a known commodity you're not necessarily especially early on um you're not going to have the same leverage and earning potential that you would staying local that's just a fact um and 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 on top of that you go you go across the country or you go you know not necessarily across the country but you know out west to um one of these pac-12 schools you're, the, the market is more saturated, and you're now fighting in terms of, of, of your earning potential for, for, for this name and likeness opportunities. You're fighting a full roster of other multi, multi-star recruits with big names, a lot of them already there, established. And so I think, I think, I think you're right. I think you'll see some of these higher-name kids that are, that are local, they're at least – you know whether or not they stay here and go to BYU or Utah um, or Utah State. Um, whether or not that happens, I for sure think that it it now is more on the table 
they, they have to think things through more and weigh their options. And, and, I, and I, I'm with you. I hope that that's what happens. I hope they stay here and, and they keep our local schools more competitive. And, and I think that that doesn't just benefit the state of Utah. I think that benefits all of college sports because, you know, competition is, is what makes the whole thing tick. How do you think the balance of the team is going to be affected if one guy's making a whole bunch of money and somebody else who's busting in the weight room and all that stuff and doing the same thing but isn't as good or isn't as charismatic or what have you or for whatever reason just didn't get it and he's not making near as much money, if at all. Do you think that changes anything? Yeah, so there'll, there'll be a different dynamic. And I think the biggest difference really is just the maturity level of the kids we're talking about here. Um, you know, every professional team essentially is already working with this dynamic right and um i mean you go to the the nfl and the nba i mean with with some of the contracts they get um or you know baseball is probably the most the most drastic when you take the top to the bottom um of the rosters with how much they're making um and and i mean it's just there there's there's guys in different galaxies in, in terms of their yearly salaries right and in in those locker rooms there's there's not there really isn't any um jealousy or you know ill will um it's all just guys are happy for their teammates and they they hope to be the guy the guy next um but again they're a little bit more mature they're a few years older um, and so I think with these younger kids, you know, some of them are going to be 17, 18. There probably will be a little bit of that, um, and that'll just be another dynamic to, to navigate. Brian Keel joining us, former BYU and NFL linebacker. So I'm curious, as you've watched the trend of transferring accelerate, will this slow that down a little bit? Because when you talk about a player going away from home not being was worth as much money, if you're bouncing between programs – you're 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 an unknown. You're nameless. You're faceless. Yes, I I hope it does. I I I'm glad that kids have the opportunity to transfer because I think you know the shoe should be on both feet. You know, coaches can leave willy nilly. Um, you know, athletic directors, whatever they, they they can they can leave. I think players should be able to transfer, um, and I'm glad that they are. I I I don't. I that being said, I don't like how how prevalent it is. I think. That t- it hurts the game a little bit, and I think I think kids are too quick to throw in the towel, to pack it up, and to 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 you know to not necessarily quit, but you know go somewhere else. So anyway, I I'm glad that it's there. I, I think it happens too much, and I hope that this does curb that. And 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 in theory, it should because like you just said, you know, you put in two years somewhere, um, building a name, building a brand. And, and, yeah, if you, you pack up shop and, and go, especially to a, a completely different conference or a completely different part of the country, um, you're, you're kind of starting over there. So hopefully that curbs that a little bit. Do you think players, college players now, I don't know if we can call them agents, but will they have representatives to try to go out and market the individual player? Yeah, I'm sure that'll happen. And, and to be honest, you know, I, I a, a friend that I grew up uh, played with in, in – middle school and high school, you know, one of my best friends um, who's a lawyer, he reached out to me last year when this was all, you know, getting talked about uh, coming through the pipeline about that very thing. He, and and his, he's like, this is a great business opportunity. He's like, we should look into, to, um, you know, who's going to represent these guys? Who's going to navigate these waters for them? Um, 
and 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 yeah, there, I, I think like anything, um, when when a market is created, uh, people will enter that market and they'll try to utilize every avenue uh, where money can be made. So I, I do I do think that will, will end up happening. You know, brokers or agents, you know, what, whatever you want to call them. This is going to keep parents involved longer than it used to, isn't it? Because the parents are going to be kind of brokering and managing that for the kid in high school. It'll be a natural transition for them to stay involved in college if they've already been involved in high school. Yeah, yeah. I think um, what what I think what a lot of these parents, um, especially the ones that are are super involved, I think um, it, it it'll be it'll be a posturing. You know, you'll you'll start at a younger age. You'll start posturing and. Um, Especially with social media, you know the way that and, and social media, I think, will probably drive the majority of this. Um, and the, in terms of, of earning potential in dollars, and and you know, with all these influencers and, and it's already been going on, and, and now you throw in these college athletes into that mix. Um, so I think, yeah, you'll, you'll see parents and family. You'll start positioning and, and really trying to structure some of these kids earlier um, because it's all it's all about momentum you know if you can if you can get into college with a huge following uh, you're just that much further ahead of and it, it, it is, it is going to be competition there's only there's only so many dollars and so many clicks and likes and views and there's only so many eyes to go around so it's a competition versus the next guy and if you can get a jump a jump on on the next guy, then you're you're going to be that much ahead. Do you see any negative or unintended consequences because of this that would affect a college kid? Yeah, I mean, I think there you always run that risk. So, it, and like I said, where I'm interested to see how it shakes out, um, I'm sure there's going to be a trade off with with almost with almost every change with almost every. Policy, you know, everything has trade-offs. There's, there's good and there's bad. Um, and so I think there's going to be a lot of good with, with this rule change. And inevitably, there's going to be some bad. And, you know, I'm definitely not smart enough to forecast precisely what that bad is going to be. But I'm, I, you know, would be shocked if there isn't some sort of negative consequence. And that, that's just the trade-off, you know, with, with, with a different policy and, and, and another thing to navigate. When did you become old and wise, Brian? When did this happen? (laughs) So I think the negative, first off, I think you're totally right in what you just said. And the one that seems obvious to me, and I've heard this uh, from pros, and I think the pros are getting a little better about navigating it, but some are still struggling with it. When you win, it's time to go cash in. But that time you spend cashing in is time not spent on working on your craft. And whether you cheat in the weight room a little bit or you cheat on the diet a little bit or you just miss the rest because you're jetting around the country cashing in, there's a price to be paid. And all we hear is that with these college kids, it is a being a D1 football player is a full-time job. And even when the coaches can't be around you and there's a quote-unquote dead period, the team self-organizes and still lives weight and they still practice and it's a player's run practice. And I'm just wondering if there's going to be a trade-off with time. It seems like there has to be. And some guys are going to check out a little bit because they go off to cash in. Yeah, that's it. So, you, yeah, as, as you say that, my, my, the wheels start turning in my head and I, I totally agree with you. So, 
um, you know, time is finite, finite. There's only so many hours in a day. And um, there's, there's opportunity costs. Every hour you spend doing one thing is an hour you can't spend doing another thing. And so, um, you know, you take a quarterback, for instance, take Zach Wilson. The kid obviously put the work in. He, um, he improved dramatically from when he showed up in Provo to ending up being the number two overall pick, right? And, and he put that work in, and it paid off for him. Um, he put the work in on the practice field. Um, it was covered ad nauseum how many times he went and, <laughs> and trained with John, John Beck. Um, he, he obviously put the, the work in in the film room, et cetera, et cetera. Now, now, fast forward to this new protocol, this new procedure. You have these kids, um, if they're trying to create a brand, if they're trying to curate a social media presence and create you know, these TikTok videos and all this stuff. And this, this is a world that I, I don't understand this world. I'm, I'm, I'm too old for it, but these kids, they spend a lot of time creating these videos and, and pictures and, and they take multiple, multiple takes and, and they have to set the camera up. Anyway, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. That, those, that time is time that they're not in the film room. They're not working on, on their mechanics. They're not, working on their craft. So, yeah. So as you say that, that, that I think that will be something um, that these kids will have to decide how much time do I spend trying to build this brand and how much time do I spend grinding? And that's just going to be an uh, individual decision. Well, we appreciate a few minutes, Brian. We want to apologize to you. We're sorry you were born 20 years too late. <laughs> you know, whoever's born now was still born 20 years off, so it, it just yeah. uh, every generation laments the next one. Thanks for coming on and spending a few minutes with us, though. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, guys. Always a pleasure. Brian Keel, former BYU and NFL linebacker. Tom Homo, BYU athletic director on how the Cougars are going to navigate name, image, and likeness going forward. They've got a plan. What is their plan? And uh, what are the upsides and downsides Tom sees coming down the line? We'll talk with him coming up at 9 o'clock. Stay with us. The playoffs may be over for the Utah Jazz. You're but the season never ends on the Zone Sports Network. From the NBA draft to free agency and on to the summer league, the Zone will be with the Jazz every step of the way as the Jazz front office builds for the future. Your exclusive home of Utah Jazz basketball is right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Join hands with Scotty G Friday at the warehouse from 10 to 2. Prices so low, it'll blow your mind. Boom! All right, I'm backtracking. I've been getting a little feedback, and I've been rethinking the Chris Paul take. I'm going to say he's divisive. <laughs> are people pumped about him going to the finals? No, there are a lot of people who don't like him, who do think he's a bleep, but he does have a lot of people in his corner. So I think he's got to go in the divisive category. He is a smaller guy, and people root for him, and it's been a grind. He's 36 and finally getting to the NBA Finals. for 41 in a game. Oh, huge, game. right? He's yeah. 7 Say of 8 from, from eight. 3. Yeah, huge game. He's 36 years old. Yeah, but he's also a provocateur. He's always saying oh, something. He's, he, he's no, always he's a competitor. Yeah, if you like him. I got it. It has nothing to do with you like him. Do I like Chris Paul no more than I like anybody? I agree. But, but you I appreciate and I, but you and, his athletic ability and his determination. But you and I are odd that way, and the career kind of does it to you, and we just kind of watch. And we do appreciate the guy who doesn't make it a finals until 36. 
Right. That was greatness Great. yep. on display. Yep. His what like 12 to 16 footer it's basically become a trademark in the way the sky hook is a trademark and there's a counter to everything and for all the analytics that say the three and the layups and dunks but that's all based on you shooting i don't know 44 percent or whatever it is on those two pointers so if they're going to give it to you if you well they're going to give me that shot then i'll just practice it and i'll start making 60 percent of them and that's Screws I up don't all know the they're going to give it to him. I think he takes it sometimes. Yes, but defenses on the whole are not going to come and help. You're not going to get. But doubled. he's been doing that. Yes, before the three as an older guy, right? But I think that the fact that he does it individually, the Suns do it a little more as a team, and I think the logic is, hey, they're defending everything else. This is a shot that's there. If we shoot it at a 44 percent clip or whatever, it isn't a winning shot. But if we shoot it at 60 percent. Clip, it is a winning shot. So everything evolves, and maybe we'll get away from the 3 and D a little bit. It's a fresh story. Who mm-hmm. in the world does not like fresh stories? Well, on the other hand, he's not a fresh story because he's been around 15 years. Which so. makes it a fresh story <laughs> that he finally gets there at 36. That is a fresh story. It doesn't happen. Where you're the leader of a team. Name me one other time your NBA recite encyclopedia nerd. And I say that with the utmost affection. I was about to I thank give you, you flowers. <laughs> I don't want them. <laughs> you, irregardless, you have to. I still give gonna, them to you. You're just going to die in a week. That's the nice thing. You bring, <sighs> give them flowers. I've been hearing that all yeah. week. This is a fresh story. Who in the freaking world wouldn't love this story? This is a great story, both individually and as a team. Thirty-six-year-old guys as the best player on the team the on combo, their fifth yes, I agree. team. Don't do this and go to the finals. And also, you don't go 10 years without going to the playoffs. Average nearly 60 losses a season for five years. I think it was 11, but uh, was yeah. 11, yeah. But you just, and then come out of nowhere and win three straight playoff series. But they did it. Yeah, and the guy tweets at me, oh, well, they play without Davis. They did, yeah, blah, blah, blah. If the Jazz were here, you'd be, and, because he has a Jazz logo in his pitcher thing, you'd be going berserko. Sucks for the injured team. But it's, this isn't the first go-around where some team has taken advantage of another team's injury. There have been And Chris more, Paul didn't play for two freaking games! There have been, yeah, well, he was hurt with the shoulder for a couple games in the first round, and then the COVID protocol but he played. in the third. This one, he didn't play. He right. was not even in the arena for two games. Yep, but in the, even in the first one, he couldn't lift his arm over the shoulder. I mean, in my mind, the Suns were hurt by injury when he was obviously out there at 50%. And we overcame it. Yeah, because you're wearing a sun sweatshirt. We are this. May or may not belong to you, but you know, nonetheless, I don't know if it does. <laughs> I know you I, don't. I, I can't. I found it. But in it the closet. doesn't matter. We have a downstairs closet. I went looking, and there it was. I thought I had a hat. I thought I would just wear a hat. Why wouldn't you have a hat? You have a hat of everything. I know, but I couldn't find it. Oh, really? That would be awesome if for all the hats you have, and if you don't know this about PK, literally, if if I have no idea how many hats you have, but if you told me the number was a hundred, I would take the over. I've seen you wear a lot of hats over the years. I was surprised I did not have a son's hat. I can't believe you had 100 hats and you don't have a son's hat. I couldn't find one. Lost in the crowd of hats. Maybe so. Between the ASU hat and the Diamondback hat. Stuck in there and you didn't notice. When we come back, Tom Holm BYU Athletic Director. How are the Cougars going to handle name, image, and likeness? What are they going to set up? 
where does it, what have they set up, and where does it go from here? Unintended consequences. What's he worried about? What's he hopeful for? We'll get to that next. Stay with us.